Hello and welcome to the Scott and Paul Show, episode two. Well, Scott and Paul is sometimes dance show. Dan is on assignment tonight. He's playing a game and not with his hand. Well, I guess so. It's Brock Ben Ford, or so he says. Do you believe him, Scott? Must be nice to have friends. Must be. <laughs> <laughs> what that's like. Well, know. Scott is responsible for ruining the video game experience of everybody because of him. We now have games like Lego Dimensions, which will cost you seven hundred and what fifty dollars, or yeah, eight hundred dollars. What is it now? It was, I think it was like seven hundred seven hundred and some odd dollars. It, it was close seven hundred eighty nine dollars and sixty two cents if you want the full Lego experience before tax in America. Scott, this is all your fault because you <laughs> all your all your little amiibo crap. This is what you get now, Scott. Yeah. Explain yourself. Well, there's like cocaine in the base of these and if you uh sniff it it'll it'll definitely get you hooked um i mean lego games they're lego games legos are expensive regardless i mean they sell these little kits and you get a little ship or something like this and it's like 13 bucks you might get like the little basic like police motorcycle for like 10 bucks or something they're outrageous um for an injected molded plastic uh if it locks out significant portions of the game rather than like small areas it's definitely a bigger issue um skylanders you know there's eight to 12 hours of gameplay without buying anything additional uh lego dimensions i'm not sure how much gameplay you can get out of it without that um i know they're selling like uh like the level packs uh i think it seems to me back to the future might be one um, trying to appeal to people like me that's in their mid thirties. Um, but you might get like on Disney infinity, a level pack will get you five or six hours of gameplay, but it costs you 30 freaking dollars. So I, it's, it's a case of DLC gone wild, you know, mm. but if people, if people but, pay it, you can't blame the corporations. Sorry. Even Twenty have, additional like, expansion packs will range between fifteen and thirty dollars. Yeah, so that's outrageous. And it depends on how much content you are locked out of, besides essentially skins. So, I mean, oh. let's most games these days, everything's locked out. I mean, it's just the way the freaking industry is going because people, you know, just throwing their money at DLC. You know, at least it's physical, I guess, and you can reconfigure the parts. So, but they're little mini vehicles. But a minifig, I mean, if you go to some place that's selling a minifig single, I mean, you're going to pay $10 easy. Well, just to get involved in this, the little base pack is $100. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah. And it comes with a portal and Batman, Gandalf, and Wildfire from the Lego movie. Yeah. Tommy Rich? Yeah. Um, that would be awesome. Yeah, the uh, first one, uh, Skylanders games are like, what, $74.99? So, I mean, you're talking $25 difference. There better be $25 worth of gameplay. Besides just being able to put a little Batman build together, it's probably got like 10 pieces. This is all your fault, Scott. Well, I mean, it's it's pervasive. I mean, everything is just outrageously priced. I mean, look at the, look at like we've complained about the DLC characters for like Mortal Kombat and, and Street Fighter. You know, on this content a lot of times, and uh, I mean, it's just expensive. 
you know, but people are obviously buying it. Yeah, because of you. Yeah. yeah at least Amiibos don't even have that much functionality, really. I mean, they, they dropped the ball by not having a game specifically for it. You know, they can only watch your AI-controlled fighter in Smash Brothers so many times. I mean, you know, train him up once maybe, and eh, the appeal's gone. I mean, I guess if you're some tournament fighter needed the best competition you can get, and you don't have any buddies that are any good at the game close by, I guess that's not the only thing I, I, I mean, they're just fun to collect for some people like me. I like to collect them, but even I've totally gotten out of the hunting them down or try, you know, I've never paid a, an outrageous price for one. If I'm in a store and I see one, that's rare. I'll grab it, but you collect them, but then you can't do anything else with them. Look at my mic. Look at that. It was like a big dong. Just sitting here. Sorry. Anyway, Scott, <laughs> so you said that, um, before we went on the air and I started like doing a flash show on my own mic, there is also a board game. I like that little look, just about that married man look. Oh, I used to be able to say stuff like that before I had kids. Now I can't yeah. be that way. Now I'm a grown man. Now, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. My wife will say, they learned that from you. I'm like, yes, yes, they did. Yeah. Uh, board games now have DLC. <sighs> Yeah, they have the um, Star Wars, Star Wars X-wing miniatures game, and uh, you know it's a pretty good game. It's fun. Uh, it's different than a lot of board games. It doesn't even have a play mat, but you don't need one. You just need a space. And you can buy the play mat. Oh, rubberized play mat is forty freaking dollars. It has like a star field on it. That's it. There's nothing else for it. Um, it's a rubberized play mat. It's forty bucks or a mat. Yeah, you don't have to have the mat though. It's just there for the aesthetic. No um, way. Now it comes with additional. It comes with an X-wing. It comes with two Tie Fighters. It comes with the stands. Uh, it comes with all the little the little pieces and tokens for the gameplay, and it comes with cards. And the cards have you know different pilots, and that's your avatar while you're playing the game. And then there's a little dial that lets you turn it. And each ship is capable of doing certain maneuvers in each phase of the game, uh, in the movement phase. And uh, ships have different stats. And uh, But it only comes with the three fighters, which is a completely playable game for you and another person. You know, the X-Wing, its stats are ba balanced to where it can pretty much fight against the two TIE fighters. And you can have a fair game. Plus, there's different scenarios. You can do four or five missions or something. Plus, you can make up your own stuff. Um and the basic fighters, uh, you know, they're they're pretty high quality. I mean, they're nicely detailed. You know, they do what they're supposed to do. They just give you a little game piece. Uh, the Tie Fighter comes with it. You know, it's they're. Uh, I believe these were modeled off the original ILM props, so that's pretty cool. You know, that's neat and all. But then you have the DLC, technically. And we have here a Y-Wing, which mine came with a twisted bottom, so it sets on the base crooked. Whoop-de-doo. Uh, you know, they're pretty cool, except these are $15 uh, game pieces. So if you were to buy... Individually, or did it come in a pack? They're individual. Um, they Yeah, $15, $15 for oh, a wow. micro-machine-sized, slightly bigger than a micro-machine. And they come with uh, usually like four pilot cards and your ship upgrade cards. 
there's actually quite a bit of stuff in the little box. But, I mean, honestly, the cheaper way to do it, if you want to have six or seven ships and you didn't care to have the same two ships, would be to buy multiple starter kits, which are $28 on Amazon. You know, and it comes with three ships. I mean, you're, you're wasting, I don't know. I bought the Y-Wing. It was, that one just happened to be on, uh, it was 11 bucks just to have it. And the game's fun, but I don't know if it's so fun that I want to dump that much money into a board game. That You know, it, board games dry up. It's just the way it is. You'll play them for a week or two, and then that's it. Never look at them again. Maybe once every five years. Millennium Falcon, uh, you know, it's fair-sized. You know, it's pretty cool-looking, but it's like 30 bucks. Uh, MSRP, uh, Slave 1, same thing. Their Star Destroyers are like $65. So, yeah, I think MSRP on those are like 99 but you can get them for like 65 on Amazon because people weren't paying 99 for them. But they're paying 65 so cool game very fun very well thought out from a gameplay perspective and from a money making machine perspective very well thought out but as far as value i mean unless you have friends that's going to play this with you on a semi-regular basis you know a timer once or twice or three times a month it's not worth sinking the money into if you're going to just buy the starter kit and you and one of your buddies will play once in a while by all means great purchase uh, I've had a lot of fun with it. My wife has kicked my freaking rear end every time we've played it. So, but, you know, that's DLC and board games, man. So, uh, going back to the Lego Dimensions thing, we should point out that you can just buy the starter kit, or whatever you want to call it, and uh, you can play the whole game and beat it with just the $100. I guess, what do you call it? Starter kit, starter kit, yeah. yeah. I hundred bucks. It, it better. There should be a lot of gameplay starter to it. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, there's going to, have to be a lot of content for a hundred dollars. So, but uh, there's it's going to have like big empty blocks, kind of like playing your first playthrough of Mario. And it's just it's going to be empty. Well, Skylanders. Literally, you go to a, um, each one of the Skylanders is represented by an element there's like eight or nine or ten elements or something i think there's eight original and you'll be running along in a level and you'll look over here and you'll see a gate and you'll go to that gate and you'll have that element symbol on it and you literally cannot pass through that one unless you have bought the appropriate figure you get three characters typically that represent three of the elements but with eight to ten elements um you know it's hard to do so i mean there's always stuff you're locked out of but I haven't played Skylanders in a while. My kids still play it. And I'm trying to think. It doesn't even seem like there was that much content to one of the gates. At least as, I think Swap Force is the one I remember the most. And it didn't seem like there was a, it was an, a big expansive like whole level or anything. It was just like a little mini area. But I might be th just remembering wrong. But yeah, I mean, Skylanders, I mean, they're, they're fun. That's a, it's actually a really good game. Um, you know, I would pay, you know retail price for just if that's all it was just that game and the three you know without the characters it's a good solid action game um and it's fun you know got a lot of good voice acting and story and all that stuff but you know the dlc you know it's it's crazy it's expensive i mean a trap master is 15 dollars at walmart so there's 20 of those probably and the greatest game of all time destiny is finally jumping aboard what was promised microtransactions but for right now it's 
Only emotes. Yeah. And now. Woo. And yeah. There. Bungie is promising it will not affect anything else other than just waving and dancing and all that good stuff. But this is um, this is a slippery slope because once you do this, it will lead to other going things. Back. Yep. Yeah, it's just laying the foundation for anything else. Um, this is that's bad. a slippery slope, man. I mean, it's just it's gonna know, happen. At least with buying a physical figure. You can kind of got the, I have something physical to collect and sit on the shelf and collect dust. You know, uh, there's something aesthetically appealing to it. Maybe, you know, it's something you can do something with an emote. I mean, how many times are you even going to hit an emote after you freaking purchase it? <laughs> well, I mean, valve makes a lot of money selling hats on like team fortress and crap like that. Yeah. 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 There's, yeah, actually, they probably do make a crap ton of money on hats. They make a lot so, of money. <laughs> so, but that's tied to a freaking amazing game too. You know, Destiny's just mediocre at best. You know? Also, Team Fortress is free to play. Yeah, and it's free to play. You know, and Destiny, so they, they have a community that actually supports them because it's free. Yeah, they got a Destiny is nothing but a horde mode running over the same piece of ground for however many hours you got to grind through it. I mean, it's the same piece of ground. You know, I you if you played through the eight levels of the beta, you saw everything it had to have outside of the raid bosses and the gear. That was it. But Taken King supposedly fixed a lot of the issues, but I haven't I haven't tried it. I have some friends that are playing it, so Destiny I, I thought had great mechanics. It just wasn't expansive enough for the type of game it was trying to be, in my opinion. Um and and the only update we have I don't even play Destiny, but might as well. We're on Destiny. Citing two anonymous sources who are familiar with Destiny's development, meaning controlled leak, Kotaku reported prior to the publication of Bungie's post that Activision is looking to change its entire downloadable content plan for Destiny. Instead of releasing paid expansions like The Dark Below and House of Wolves, <laughs> said Kotaku. Activision and Bungie will deliver new quests and missions for free. Likely in, quote, big drops every few months until the fall of 2016. With a full sequel to Destiny will arrive for 60 bucks. Activision has released three expansions for Destiny to date. The Dark Below and House of Wolves launched at 20 bucks a piece and 35 bucks. Well, last month's taken was uh, 40 bucks. Did they ever fix it to where it wasn't you have to level up by playing um, multiplayer crap? Uh, I don't. I don't know. I I played the beta and that was it. That's all I. All I got out of it. I mean, the beta, like I said, good mechanics, but not expansive enough. I played the free weekend thing, and it seemed like fun until I couldn't beat the boss, and I realized, oh, I'm going to have to level up by playing that multiplayer crap. Yeah. Not, um, supposedly, a lot of the issues have been addressed with Taken King, but I haven't I haven't tried it out. I know one thing. You, you're, it, it makes a lot more sense to, to me to hear your guy out complete the content and then step away and then 
maybe wait for the like Taken King type expansion to come out because it in, apparently it includes all the previous DLC. But then you run into the problem of if that DLC requires, you know, players to play with. If they're leveling up and moving beyond that DLC, then I don't know. Maybe you're going to miss out. So I don't know. It's just it's just a marketplace that it's a, it's a what's the what's the word you used the other day when you're talking about buying into the iPhones, the environment, the uh, ecosystem. The ecosystem, yeah, it's an ecosystem that is it's hard to get around having to buy each continual expansion when it comes out and getting the full effect. I don't know, but I'm just going by hearsay and what some of the guys I know that can't seem to put it down say, you know, but. Yeah, I was talking to a guy at work who said that if you were wanting to get into Destiny, now would be time to do it because he could see the problems I had with it prior to the Taken King. He's saying now would be the time to get back into it. I enjoyed it right up until that, that boss level. I was like, there's no reason why I should not be able to beat this boss. And then I remembered, oh, there was kind of a, I forgot what you call them, where you, you see the, like the little squad effects over there. You're like, uh-huh. uh, I can see what's going on over there, but I don't want to mess with that multiplayer crap. I kind of want to focus on my own single player missing. Oh, oh, yeah. I can see what they want me to do. They want me to go and fight. I don't want to. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's that's kind of what killed Mass Effect Three for me. So, yeah, yeah. What, what could you get from Mass Effect Three? Was it like ex- other abilities or gear or something? Uh, in order to <clears throat> defeat the Reaper invasion, they wanted you to play the multiplayer mode to build up your um, fleet. So you, would oh go. yeah, okay, the fleet. I do remember. It's been several years since I played that. Or if, you, or you could download the app on your phone or iPad and do like little side missions like that. It's like, mm-hmm. it's like, oh no, I'll just use God mode on the PC and skip all that crap. I just want a game where everything's just laid out in front of you and you can just go do it and you don't have to jump through hurdles other than basic level design and AI. That's yeah. the only thing I have to compete with to get the experience out of the game. Mm-hmm. And it's it's either, you know, dump more money, dump more money, because, you know, obviously I can't blame the publishers and developers for developing types of games that people want to pay for. Uh, and I've enjoyed a lot of games like that in the past. But, man, it's just nice just to be able to sit down. Hey, look here. They, develop, they designed this area. There's a lot of obstacles in it. We'll play through it. Uh, we'll beat the AI and call it a day. Instead, you know, it's, you know, connect here to join this skirmish in order to open this door to go to the next level or whatever, you know, or your, your system is not connected to the internet. So you can't fucking play at all. <laughs> you know, I mean, yeah. an MMO, it makes sense. Tony Hawk first skater five, not so much. Yeah. So, would you consider this a bug hunt? Tony Hawk five is clearly a bug hunt. I was reading up on it uh, just before we started and I was, I was blown away at the plugs and stuff. Big update. That's a, that's Scott. You have um, a three hundred fifty gig limit <laughs> on suddenly <laughs> two fifty. Two fifty? I thought it was three fifty. No, it's two fifty. Oh, 
So yeah, that's easy to hit too. Mm-hmm. With four of us in the house, and um, oh, that reminds me, the uh, Xbox One and the um, we'll get back to Tony Hawk in a second. I got a bitch about this uh-huh. with to- with Mortal Kombat installing from the internet, and because I just wasn't aware of how the Xbox One ecosystem was working, I shove a disc in and. Uh, thinking it's going to install the files from the disk, but actually they're going to install from the internet. So, uh-huh. yeah. So there was an error uh, that I kept getting, not realizing it was installing from the internet. So it cost me 50 fucking dollars to install Mortal Kombat on my Xbox One because I fought with it for a day and a half. So apparently you're supposed to go in and turn your internet off if you're wanting to save data on your uh, network. So, yeah, instead of installing the files from the disk, it pulled it from the internet, and it cost me $50 to update the game. So I was happy that I got the game for dirt cheap that soon after release. I actually paid full price plus a little bit by the time I updated. Thank you, Microsoft. You're a – yeah. I'm assuming – that they did that to save on the disc spinning and wearing out moving mechanical parts. But data caps just come into our, our area, uh, I think January this year. So, I mean, yeah, something I wish I'd have known before I installed that. So yeah, $50 to install a fucking game. That was, that was great. You might as well just bought the digital edition. Been done with it. Yeah. Might as well. I paid the uh, $30 for the disc, I think. And then, so I thought, okay, I can justify the DLC in this case, because I get the whole package for the price of the retail game because it was on sale or something. So I bought whatever big pack was that had all the DLC characters and uh, it brought me like another 30 bucks or 28 bucks or something like that. And I, thought, I can justify it in this sense since I get all of it for the price that the game was selling for in the stores and mm-hmm. close to it on eBay. I just got a really good deal off a guy on the internet. And, uh, but really it ended up costing me like $120 actually by the time you add that 50 to it. You better get up, <laughs> yeah. whatever they call it for that game. Yeah, no shit. Get my money out of that. I didn't even get the Mortal Kombat, the uh, Scorpion statue. You know. Yeah. <laughs> I should just bought that fucking thing. <laughs> so, I don't even know what the error was on the. It was just some stupid error, and I googled it, and it popped up, and a lot of people had had this error with the installation, and you had to jump through a few hoops to get it to work right. So, really annoying. Well, I'm glad I gave up Mortal Kombat. Fun game. I like it. Yep. I'm not worth $120. No, not $120 game. No. For that, you could have went ahead and built your own little cabinet and installed a a man. That's where you should have gone. The DLC characters were on like little stands and had NFC chips in them. Mm. That'd be really cool in Mortal Kombat. Mm. You have to buy Shao Kahn to fight the last boss. Yeah. That'll be next. Yeah. You'll get to the sub boss and then be like, you know, to, to finish the game, you got to buy some DLC. Yeah. Tony Hawk. Little. Yeah, I bought the Tony Hawk. Hawk. Holy shit. Game was bugged out the ass and it got just destroyed in the reviews. I mean, not according to Activision. Not according yeah. to them. Yeah. Yeah. They're getting like three. I think I got like a three or a three and a half from IGN. According to Activision, the core of the game is present on the disc and playable without downloading the patch. The patch does contain tweaks 
are needed to fully integrate dedicated server support, which is needed if the player is connected to the internet since the game, internet, not internet. <laughs> you may go into, de into debt because the game is always online. The patch always yeah. gives the players additional content as well as improved stability and overall experience. Okay, Scott, don't you think you should have all this in your game if it's always online? You'd think. You know, it, it's basically analytics at this point. They are they I I'm convinced that it's just like the supermarket research on, you know, the perfect viewing angle for the perfect product so that people will hit it and the flow of the store and everything. It's the same thing, man. They're they're spending so much time on this online. And of course it's probably DRM based too or in the future is going to be, but they want to see what your habits are, what you're doing. It's just like with Halo 5 and they're saying, well, in all the previous, the previous data we have for co-op or local co-op is that only a small percentage of players even do local co-op. I'm curious how they would even know that because as far as I'm aware, the uh, Halo games weren't always online unless it was sent in some sort of packet whenever you did connect online. So I just, I don't know. It seems to me they just want to just analyze your gameplay habits to market products at you. That's all it amounts to. And they spent if they would have quit wasting time making sure it was online enabled and probably analyzing all this crap, they wouldn't be setting at a 34 Metacritic score on PS4 and a 43 on uh, Xbox One. I mean, it's, it's, it's a travesty. I mean, if I want to play a good freaking Tony Hawk game, I'll whip out my Dreamcast. I mean, that's that's stupid. I was excited that there was one coming out, and then I saw that, and I'm just like, really? It's, it's always online is is going to be the freaking death of games. It, I, I guess games are never going to die, but it's going to it's going to drive a lot of people out. I think. I mean, 25 percent of the freaking country doesn't even have access to dial up or freaking well, not dial up, but uh, to high speed internet, which is required for these systems. So. Stupid. Do you have a retro game of the week, or do you just want to go ahead and skip the movies? Never thought about the retro old, game. Old Tony Hawk game you just said for. Okay. Yeah, hey, retro game of the week. Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 2, uh, whatever system you can play it on. Uh, I played it on Dreamcast, and out of sports games, man, that one's ranking high for the amount of hours I invested in it, if it's not the number one. That game was amazing. I remember you could unlock like the Spider-Man costume if you did something or other. But it just had really tight control, really tight gameplay, cool level design, and a cool aesthetic. And it was Tony Hawk, so and he was he was hot then. You know, everybody was Tony Hawk this, Tony Hawk that. It was it was a phenomenon, really. You know. So there, we got your retro game of the week. Tight controls, fun gameplay, Tony Hawk. For a while there, Tony Dude. Hawk was, was king. I remember that. Everybody's yeah. Tony Hawk, but me, I hated those games. But oh man, see, I've lost all faith in you. <laughs> I just, I just never could get into them. Yeah, I like I, mean, the, I, on, on, I like the game, the skateboarding games that was on Nintendo, but I just couldn't get into Tony Hawk games. Skate or die. Yeah. yeah. And then there was that section in California games. Yeah. 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 yeah those were good. Um, other game news, real quick, is Alien Isolation Two. Uh, is supposedly unlikely, according to Creative Assembly that made the game. Uh, it wasn't a breakout hit was the phrase they used. So I'm wondering, did it make a profit? Did it break even? Did it lose money? Said it, were, it, it wasn't a breakout, or it didn't break out, so maybe it lost money. I don't know. But uh, Sega pretty much 
just put the nail in the coffin. They don't want to produce it. And uh, I think a lot of the reason it lost sales is, again, we're going to bring up Aliens Colonial Marines. And uh, this is news that came out just this last week, too, Paul. This is recent. And uh, the second name on the freaking front of a game has got to be a death wish at this point. I mean, you know, we're we going to get another unfinished Aliens game or another unfinished um, Sonic game. Like, the last two or three games have been so bugged. It's not even Sonic Generations, out of the last, like, ten games, is the only one that wasn't a mess. You know. So... You got two new movies or five new movies planned in the series. Two coming out in the next three years. Uh, Ridley Scott coming back to the series. You know, he's calling it Prometheus, but he saw that Prometheus domestically, uh, what did it do? Like 100 million, 95 million or something like that. So 120 million. I don't know. It didn't make the big bank they thought it was going to make with his name and it being a big sci-fi epic. So they've attached the alien name back to it to give it a little boost. But they kind of forget that the last two alien movies kind of shit on the franchise. So who knows what the recovery is going to be? I just hope that uh, maybe with the heightened interest and the good reception they got out of the last one, maybe they think that it restored some of that goodwill towards an alien game. Maybe they'll make an alien isolation sequel, but we'll see. That was kind of a rant. It's your turn now. You did have the name on here. I forgot the name of the movie. Mm, Paradise Lost. Alien Paradise Lost or Alien Lost Paradise or some crap like that. Yeah, and, and I read part of the article that you'd sent, and it was kind of sounding like they were using outdated information because they were they were kind of going back to like the original premise of uh, or not the original premise, the second premise of the Prometheus movie. Originally, it was supposed to be this direct prequel to Alien and, and all that. And then at some point, somebody decided we're going to do some world building, and uh, they changed it to what we got in 2012, You know, which was a decent flick with a lot of really stupid decisions made by the characters. But... Um, now they're going back to the original concept. Prometheus was originally billed as a film sharing strands of aliens' DNA, but only a prototype version of the xenomorph ultimately appeared on the screen. Yeah. That's what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah, they, that strands of DNA, that was... That's not accurate. I mean, that was what they... That came out later. Yeah. The initial plan was it was going to be a direct sequel mm -hmm. or a prequel. He added, and, uh, I always thought of the alien as kind of a piece of bacterial warfare. Warfare. I always thought that 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 the original ship, which I called the Coruscant, was a battleship holding these biomechanoid droids that were all about destruction. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I guess he had his own imagination because that's not even close to the mm -hmm. script. <laughs> To complicate matters, a fifth alien film from District 9 director Neil Plokamp. I have no idea how to say that guy's name. So, yeah. Um, yeah. District 9 director is also moving forward. Though it is thought Prometheus 2 will arrive first. The sequel is set to debut in 2017. So, if... The final two movies arrive in 2019 and 2021. Uh, Scott will be at least 83 by the time the saga is finally complete. Yeah. He may not live to see the end of it. So, 
Um, of course, the box office will probably crush it before then. I know the one thing that with the the Neil, I'm just gonna call him Neil. With Neil's idea is he says he's not knocking Alien Three and Alien Resurrection out of continuity. He's just telling his own sequel. But I mean, Who, it's Neil? yeah, it's going to have Ripley in it, like original Ripley, not clone Ripley. <laughs> so. You know, right there, you've completely just derailed three and four. And then the concept art he presented for, it's got Hicks in it again. So, And Michael Bean has apparently at least spoke with Neil um, about it. So who knows? Well, you know. right. um, I mean, it can be good on its own merits, but you're wiping three and four out. And as much as I hated the, the just chop-chop they did with those characters rather than making it mean something or... I don't know, something in, important in the film besides two seconds Ripley going, oh, that sucks. Uh, and then the cartoon that was Alien Resurrection. I mean, I don't know. I like Alien 3 as its own thing, but I don't know. It's kind of crazy. It's got kind of some fanboyish wank to it, but I know that if they do it and Ripley's in it and Hicks is in it, I'll be in the theater watching it regardless. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I like Chappie. You know, like you know, was it high cinema? No, but yeah, I enjoyed it. He was a little stabby stab. Have you seen it yet? No, I'm not gonna watch it. <laughs> I already know they're gonna kill the robot. So, <laughs> uh, retro. Okay, Morgan Creek to sell film library. Ace Ventura, Exorcist, and Major League Eyed for remakes. So Morgan Creek hired an investment banking group, Toulon Lockie. Lockie. So what you're saying is somebody bought Exorcist and got Major League and Ace Ventura alongside of it. Yeah, to uh, sell domestic rights to its library of 78 films that include such comedy classics as Major League, Ace Ventura, uh, True Romance, uh, Last of the Mohicans, Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. Steve's all right for a um, version the of Robin Hood. is completely debt-free, hence the money that comes from the sale of the library go back to his film production fund. Shouldn't he be, like, getting – so when he sells it, does he lose the um, – The deal was done for $36.75 million for 64 titles. This is somebody that needed some cash now is what that is because – Several of those movies, I mean, surely they're making money in syndication or VHS. Well, VHS, Jesus Christ. DVD and Blu-ray sales or digital or something. I don't know. That's kind of crazy. I mean, you got to think guys like Johnny Depp, you know, he's making $30 million a year and not even because movies he made 20 years ago or 30 years ago. But, hey, who knows? I don't know what all the deals are, contracts are. I'd say a guy needed money today. Like ASAP. Um, the last I actually heard about this whole deal was that um, Exorcist. Um, I forgot who was involved in that, but they said um, no, Exorcist is not being remade, and so they quickly said, "Yeah, okay, yeah, we're not remaking Exorcist, but Ace Ventura in Major League is going to be remade." Did the last Exorcist even make money? I mean. I don't think I'm pretty so. sure. Was it the last major league, like direct to video or something? 
Yep, Major League back to the minors. That's what it was. Uh, who would you get to play Ace Ventura? Would you just get like an improv guy who we'd never heard of before? Go to Las mm-hmm. Vegas, find somebody on the strip? Yeah, I mean. Because um, you know they want to go with like Ryan Reynolds or somebody. Yeah, that's who they'd want. I would just go to Vegas and find some performer, some club, an improv guy who's just amazing that hasn't had his break yet. Hit every show you can, find somebody. Make it $20 problem, an hour. It was kind of a vehicle. Do what? I mean, Ace Ventura was kind of a vehicle, wasn't it? Yeah, because he was just the um, in living color guy. And this was yeah. his, his chance to shine. Yeah. Yeah, that character seemed like it was written just for Jim Carrey. So, I don't know. Uh, part one was good. Part two was shit. So, I mean, two had its moments, but... And the, birth, the, the birthing I could crack up watching the birthing scene. Yeah. So, yeah. And we only fun. have two pieces of news left. Uh, both TV. Um... Lethal Weapon TV series, there's really not much more to say than that. They've ran out of ideas, so they're going to turn Lethal Weapon to a TV series. Also, they are turning um, the A-Team into a TV series as well. I forgot to put that one in there. Scott? Eh? I I haven't seen the last movie. so. Um, but, I mean, they might as well cash in while our generation still remembers this stuff. Because, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, because 20 years from now, uh, they're gonna be remaking fucking Twilight, so you know whatever, whatever's pop. You know when the teenagers today get older, you know I guess they'll be going out looking for vintage Xbox Ones and all that junk. We should probably be able to use your Xbox One twenty years from now because it'll have to be connected to the internet and mm-hmm. yeah. So eighteen TV show, I don't know. Might hit something with the nostalgia market. Nostalgia is a powerful drug. <laughs> By me. So, um, I like the A-Team. I can vaguely remember um, outside of like syndication or reruns. But, yeah, I, mean, I liked it. I mean, it was funny. Some decent action for the time period. Um, the, uh, the, but the movie, I never saw it. So I haven't seen it yet. It wasn't bad. Okay, I mean, I'm not like avoiding it. I just haven't made an effort. You know, it hasn't wandered onto my television or Netflix stream. So, this season alone, CBS has launched a drama based on the 2011 feature Limitless and will serve up a rush hour redo for mid season. ABC has a comedy on tap based on the 1989 John, Cam- John Candy comedy Uncle Buck. And we have uh, wow, yeah, and That's we have news, man as well. So, I liked Uncle Buck, I think I giggled like three times. <sighs> and we also had the um live action teasers for um Jessica Jones, which all episodes will be available November 20th. That's everything, yeah. I'm gonna give that a shot. I still haven't finished Daredevil. I haven't binge watched it, but I like it. You have not finished Daredevil. 
No, no. Um, I'm spread out on my TV shows, and then the wife and the kids are wanting to rewatch all The Walking Dead, so we're in the middle of season two, almost to get through it. Have you given uh, Fear of the Walking Dead a shot? Nope. Pretty nope. good. Nope. Pretty good, especially that last episode. That was that was intense. It's a nail biter. They got this. They got this new character. Well, not new now. I guess it's only six episodes, but he was third or fourth episode. His name's Strand, and I'm, I, it's not that the character is bad. I just the guy's delivery is just killing me. I mean, it is freaking killing me. So. But other than that, I like I like I, th- I think I like it better than the origi- the other series. I like season one of the original series better than Fear of the Walking Dead. But I think I like Fear of the Walking Dead better than seasons two through five so far. So pretty good. A lot of different. Um, I mean, obviously, guys, the zombie situation, but you have a whole different class of characters. You don't have these. Uh, you don't have Southern redneck survivalist or you know, two former cops and things like that. It's just these people are teachers and uh, a nurse, uh, you know, and a couple of high school students from, I think they're in L.A. I'm not exactly sure. I think it is L.A. So, pretty good, though. And gave Gotham a shot. So it's definitely reaching, but seeing it as its own continuity, I, I think it's okay. Yeah, they killed Gotham last night. They ruined it. So, Uh-oh. yeah, that means I probably love it since yeah. you hate it, yeah. and vice versa. If I yeah. hate something, you love it. So, one thing they did the the bring it up, they just killed the whole thing. So, I don't know. Yeah, I'll find out. Hey, the Flash is coming to Netflix soon. I won't watch it if it's not on already. It's CW. Also, I don't have. I love, that I love that teen. I love that teen angst with twenty-five-year-olds. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's you know, all of her queens like freaking twenty-eight, twenty-nine, or twenty-four, or twenty-five. I don't know how old he's supposed to be in that show, but come on, dude. Yeah, he's 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 wrestling matches at SummerSlam, and yeah, he's he's a teenager on on the show. So I don't think he's actually a teenager on the show. I think he's. I think when the show starts, he was like 22 or 23 or something. Oh, did you uh, read the article? He was in college when he went missing. What is it? Read the article I sent you today, the uh, fake Forbes article. No. Versus Superman. No, I did not. Oh. What you send that on? Did you send it on the phone? Yes. Oh, well, I have like 75 freaking messages because of work. No, work sucks. Nobody cares about work. This is about Batman Superman. They started their new um, phase of their campaign today uh-huh. for their viral marketing. So now they're putting out their their fake uh, articles on uh, Lex Luthor. So he is now um, the son of Alexander Luthor. So he is... Uh, I forgot what his real name is now. It's he. I think he is Lex Luthor Jr. or Alexander Luthor Jr. Something like that. His father is Lex Luthor. I forgot what it was. It doesn't matter. But, All uh, that matters is whether that bastard can carry the part or not. 
And I don't mean Gene Hackman style. Uh, Eisenberg, is that that guy's name? Jesse Eisenberg? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, in the little bit we've seen in the trailer, I mean, he seemed evil. He just kind of looked like a douchebag. Yeah. <laughs> like a little hippie dude. Yeah. I'm sure he gets bald at some point, though. The red capes are coming. Lex yeah. Luthor Jr. Yeah, he's got his own take. Yeah. Not just his father's Lex Corp. Yeah, I'll have to check it out. Man. I just didn't yeah. catch it today. You get hit with a multitude of text every day. I'd just like to take... If I could disinvent one thing, it would be cell phones. That's why I don't even update this one. This one's like four or five years old and has a cracked screen. But the digitizer still works, so screw it. Crack digitizer. So, yeah, the uh, yeah Superman versus Batman news has pretty much died out. I other than that, I hadn't seen anything. Like even I Google it, I'm not even really finding anything that interesting. It's all about Star Wars right now. Yeah, yeah. We should go ahead and talk about our uh, what we think is happening in Star Wars. Jar Jar is Kylo Ren. That's right. You heard it here first on the Scott and Paul show, and sometimes Dan. Um, <laughs> sometimes we believe not on. our sources inside Skywalker Ranch that, um, which is nicknamed Conjecture, um, it's his code name, that George Lucas is a parting salvo to the people that make two hour movies about how their childhood was raped and the multitude of fanboys that had a freaking stroke. Look at me wrong. I got, there was shit that made me roll my freaking eyes and want to like rip my heart out too. But his parting shot when he signed the Disney deal was that the big reveal of Kylo Ren, he will be Jar Jar Binks. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he will probably kill Luke Skywalker. And that was in the contract negotiations when they sold the rights to Disney. And it has to be done. Where the rights revert back to George Lucas and he keeps the $4 billion. Yeah. yeah. That's our belief. It is Jar Jar Binks. And he's a bombad. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, he looks like a badass right now. I can't yeah. wait to see Jar Jar, you know, yeah. laying a smackdown on some Jedi. He's the OG. Yeah, he probably he probably like super badass looking in the trailers, and then it'll just be like the movie. He'll 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 force Gump his way to victory. <laughs> 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 just completely like just falling and tripping and like shit in his pants and stuff, and it just all works out that some Jedi falls on his fucking lightsaber. So I mean, I mean that whole line about well he he made his own lightsaber that's why it looks that way no that's a lightsaber that that Jar Jar would make all fucked up looking yeah he wasn't yes. trying to make it look like that that's just how it turned out yeah yeah so I mean he's got cross guards that in my opinion are useless because they stick out so that if the saber slid down it would just cut through the cross guard but regardless. Let's not even talk about Sabergate, okay? At this yeah. point, it's Sabergate. Yeah. I don't know. I'm excited for the movie. I yeah, just hope it's not like so many other movies where the trailer's awesome and the movie fucking... <laughs> Phantom Menace. Yeah. Yeah. We all know Han's going to die. So. Wolverine. Yeah, Han's probably going to die. Han will die. Like, like we were saying the other day, it's just... 
it's we don't get Harrison Ford's hatred for Han Solo when he he's Indiana Jones. It's just the same damn character. It's because it's lasers. That's exactly why the movie has lasers. It's like my mom loves westerns, loves them. You know, put them on Tatooine, them in dirt. It's, it's it's Indiana Jones. It's a western. Yeah, but if my mom watches the same freaking movie and everything's practically the same except they're using laser guns, she she gonna hate that movie. That movie is shit. It doesn't matter. She can't see the forest for the trees. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, you know, I think Harrison Ford, I don't know why he, the hell he hates freaking Star Wars, or at least he acts like he did. I think the only, the first time he ever even made it to like a Star Wars event, I'm not, I'm not saying, I mean, when you're super successful like him, he doesn't have to go to like fan celebrations and shit. I think the first thing he ever did was when he went to a charity screening of Empire Strikes Back to help raise money. And that was like three or four years ago. So, yeah, he pretty much avoided all that stuff. And, uh, it's kind of like, um, remember the William Shatner skit on SNL? Was it SNL? When yeah. He goes up on Trekkies. Yeah. That's how I imagine Harrison Ford. I just imagine him like, he's like really the emperor. I bet he puts like the hood and everything on and like walks around and like cracks fanboys in the knees at these conventions with like a cane or something. <laughs> like catches in a back alley somewhere. So, have you seen the Walmart ad? I think it's Walmart for, um, the father and son are in the barn and the son's playing with the X-Wing fighter and the dad like turns around. And, I mean, the guy delivers. I mean, you're like, dude, this guy is about to lay down the fucking knowledge of the universe on his four-year-old son and just save everything. And he's like, in this house is like one important thing that you've got to understand. You have to know. i got to be honest with you. And the kid's looking at him. He's like, Han shot first. <laughs> <laughs> It is a fucking great ad. Yeah. I wonder what Lucas thinks of that ad. So probably not much. No, I never really saw it. Yeah, that's a good ad. I saw it on YouTube the other day. It was been playing in the middle of some of these guys I watch. He so, actually says the line Han shot first. Yeah, I mean he's just like laying a lot on like son. Han shot first. And it's it's profound. I mean, that's his whole delivery is profound, and then he just brings out Han shot first. In this house. Yeah. On shot first. He did. I don't care. And we'll never get that on. Well, I guess if you torrent it, you can get on shot first. I don't want to buy me a freaking DVD or a VHS. I got the, um, I still have VHSs in the closet if they still work. Well, supposedly you can download the, um, what was that edition that guy put out? <sighs> Which one? The, um, the newer one, the the one where they play out of order. No, no, it's the the unmastered edition or whatever the hell he called it. Okay, is it the unspecial edition? Maybe the unspecialized edition or whatever. I'm not sure. Uh, the the specialized edition. Yeah, he. I think well, it was actually the enhanced like, effects, not the enhanced. That's not what I want. I mean, it is enhanced effects. He re- it was the um, cleaned up versions that come out on VHS. Yeah, he got, he got VHS for the special edition, and he got sixteen uh, millimeter film and eight millimeter film and all that crap, and he got them all together and did all that crap. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the specialized edition remastered. Yeah, and it's suppo- funny. Yeah, yeah. And, and supposedly, if you um, according to law. In the U.S. anyway, you can't do it anymore in 
the UK, but in US, if you at least own one copy of like the VHS version of like the original version of it, mm-hmm. you can download it for a copy. You're like, hey, I, I I need a copy of the original version. We have at least six or seven of those. We bought them I all. Have, I have one, two, maybe. I, I, I bought them on I bought them on DVD and I bought them on VHS, so I need to download those again. Yeah. So. I uh, I would like to watch the original effects and everything again, just because, I, I mean, when I think of being five and six and seven and watching all those, that's what I saw. Yeah. And in fact, I've, I've seen the other editions so many times now, it's hard to remember some of that stuff. Well, I mean, apparently they said that when they were trying to clean them up for the special edition, that some of them got destroyed. So, yeah, okay. I mean, Lucas is an artist, and he can consider whatever he wants as a definitive edition, but it's just annoying that you can't easily get the other ones. Yeah. Well. Is there anything else that we want to add? Um, I think we're going to go. All right. Well, uh, next week we possibly will have Dan over in two weeks. I kind of like doing it every two weeks because that gives us time to get everything set up. So uh, unless Dan wants to do next week because he is on assignment. Yeah, but he has friends. Yeah, he has friends. They might have something else to do. So... um, I think that's it. Scott, say goodbye to all the folks. Later.